Hey there, Bulldogs, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Tassel. This is your host, Carla Quintanilla. I am a marketing major at the sales class of 2021, and I am so delighted to be hosting this podcast with the purpose of reconnecting with our alumni and informing current students like you about the endless possibilities beyond college. Prepare to be inspired through the incredible stories of our alumni and learn valuable insights from their career journey. We are here to help you spark your career curiosity and encourage you to begin exploring your future possibilities. Now, without further ado, let's get started with this week's guest. It's my pleasure to introduce Nicole Sutton to the podcast. And Nicole is actually a group sales manager at Mount Hope Estate and Winery in Mannheim, Pennsylvania. But when she graduated to sales in 2005, and by the way, she graduated with an accounting bachelor's, she began working at the Office of Admissions for six years at DeSales. During her time at DeSales working for the Office of Admissions, she actually pursued her master's degree in education at Drexel University. But we had a pivotal point for Nicole that we'll talk about, and fast forward to 2011, Nicole began a group sales managing position at the American Theater Music Theater in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and we'll talk about her love for theater, but this is what led her to become uh, a self-proclaimed sales ninja and experienced creator to then take on her current role at Mount Hope Estate and Winery. I am so excited for you to hear Nicole's journey. Okay, so let's get started. Hi, Nicole. How's it going? Oh, I'm doing great. Yourself? Great. Thank you. Happy to see you again. Um, So Nicole, uh, as I said before, we're going to, we've been talking about um, you, your new position in um, your current position at Mount Hope Estate. And we talked about you graduating at the sales in 2005, and you actually worked at the admissions office for six years until when you transitioned to something else. So I guess we can get started there. Um, can you tell us about your experience at the sales? I know we talked about having, um, you started with theater and then um, transitioned and then switched to accounting. Um, so yeah, talk about, about that, about what made you decide to switch and also how your experience at the sales was working for the admissions office. Sure. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, the sales in general is just, uh, so positive and full of great people. And I think without that, um, I really would have been super lost because I was very unsure of, of what I wanted to do and, and where I wanted to be. So, um, you know, it started, I, I found a sales because I was interested in theater and, you know, amazing theater program. It's wonderful. And, uh, you know, I auditioned for the program and I got in and I was super excited and ready to go. And, uh, shortly before moving, I just had this, um, uh, this breakdown and I, I didn't know anymore. And, you know, I, I, thought I was too, you know, it wasn't realistic to go into theater. Mm-hmm. Um, side note to any theater majors, that's not how I really feel now. Um, do it up. Uh, enjoy your time <laughs> in the theater program because it's amazing. But right. um, <laughs> but for me personally, at the time, I just, I just was so unsure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always going to, you know, minor in business. Uh, and I was always good at math. So I thought, 
accounting. Here we go. Let's give it a shot. So I did. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, throughout my time in the accounting program, I I certainly learned, you know, so much and grew so much, but I I still knew that it wasn't necessarily what, what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but being at a place like DeSales where you're just surrounded by so much support and encouragement, um, you know, I never felt like I was stuck. Um, I always felt like I was growing. I always felt like I was getting that educational foundation Mm-hmm. And, and somehow I had this, this intrinsic thing that it was going to work itself out. Um, yes, and, cool. and that, yeah, and that kind of got me through, um, because even though I wasn't, I wasn't doing something I was, I was super duper passionate about, I knew I would find it. And, and, uh, I knew just kind of sticking with it and getting a degree would be, be super valuable, which it was. Yes. <laughs> so Yeah. And you know what, Nicole, it is so interesting that you mentioned um, that you never felt stuck, even though you made the decision to say, by the way, um, you, we have our, our, um, our dreams and that we see like passions, I believe passion is a feeling and feelings change. And so if at one point in our lives, we feel like we want to go into arts and we have this goal. And then all of a sudden intrinsically, right? Intuitively we feel, Hey, wait a minute. For me personally, I don't know yeah. if that's going to work out. And there's many forces and, and, and things that don't align with it. It is totally yeah. okay. And I hope yeah. that we have listeners out there thinking who are thinking about switching and aren't sure if there's something telling you do it, then there must be a reason why, you know, and, and if, and if your second major doesn't work out, who, who's here to tell you that you can switch again, right? Or Absolutely. Back. Um, so I love that you have that growth mindset and open mindset to make a, a dis, um, the assertiveness and decision to switch and be okay and also look beyond, um, uh, be, uh, look into the future and think, you know what, I might not know now, but I know that eventually we'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, so after, so tell us, um, how did your... How did you make the transition from working, um, from graduating and then, and then making the decision to stay at the sales working for the admissions office? How did that opportunity? Yeah, sure. So as a student, um, I worked in the admissions office as part of my work study. So I was a student assistant and I also volunteered with the dogs program. So I worked at open houses and all those kind of things. And I loved it. Um, and I, I kept in touch with, with the folks in the, the, the admissions office and, when I graduated, I was still, you know, a little lost puppy, uh, just kind of trying to figure everything out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I looked at a lot of different jobs and, and just kind of, you know, tried to look all over the place and be open to opportunities. And um, ultimately, a position opened up in the admissions office and, and it worked out. And uh, I started as an admissions counselor. And then I, as you said, stayed for six years and ended up as the associate director of admissions. And um, I had no idea it was, you know, something I wanted to do until I was in it. And it was, it was a great way for me to also um, give back and be a part of that journey that I was on for other students, mm-hmm. you know, um, being in that position where I was lost and confused and, and really needed those people to support me to be able to be on the other side of that and, and give back was incredible. So um, that's how I kind of landed there. Uh-huh. Um, and then my journey, uh, did a lot of different loops to where I am today. <laughs> um, so for, 
before we talk about your, your next, um, after those six years, I just yeah. was wondering what was your relationship then with the students after you, after in that, in that position in general. So, um, what did it feel like to, to fr- go from being a student and then being, you know, at, an employee at the same institution, but more, more importantly, I, I would love to know, um, you know, how, how did that also inspire you to, to help out the students at the sales at, when you worked at admissions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I was, I got to be a part of, of the journey of finding the sales, first of all, you know, in the admissions office, you meet with students uh, in their junior and senior year of high school. So, so kind of guiding people along that journey um, to a place that, that I knew helped me grow so much, um, you know, to be able to, to tell other students about that and say, hey, you know, here's what this place did for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it can do the same for you. So being able to, to bring that to people was, was incredible. And then once students were there, um, you know, different students that worked in our office or gave tours or were dogs and things like that, um, just, again, being part of that journey and watching them through just grow. I mean, when you watch a student from, for me, sometimes from their junior year of high school until they graduate college, yeah, you know, you're a completely different person um, <laughs> at those two points in time. So to be a part of that journey and help them through different struggles and um, just encourage them and support them, again, like so many people had for me, uh, was just such a cool thing to be a part of and give back. Yes, that's beautiful. And, and it's something magical of, of, like you said, you were once part of you were once like them and now you get to men- almost mentor them and yeah. give as much as you can from, from you and your personal testimonies at the yeah. sales. So, so let's, so then now tell me what then made you transition to group sales at, at um, the theater. Uh, you worked at the American music the- theater in Lancaster mm-hmm. um, after in 2011. So yeah. it was more about that opportunity and describe your journey through that move in, in, <laughs> In industries. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it was it was definitely a big jump. Um, so towards the end of my time in admissions, I was really enjoying being in higher education. And okay. um, I thought, yeah, I could stick this out for a while. I could I could I could do this. So I actually decided to get my master's degree in higher education, um, okay. which DeSales did not offer at the time. Um, so I got it um, online through Drexel University. And I loved the program, um, got a lot out of that. And uh, I focused in international education. Um, I wanted to work in a study abroad office or something like that because um, I did actually study abroad when I was at the sales. Uh, I did a semester in Ireland. So um, so I loved that piece of it. And after I graduated, I, I looked for a job, um, gosh, I would say for about a year. Um, I did a lot of interviews. I, um, there was places that, that liked me, but I wasn't so sure about, about them and, and vice versa. There was places I really liked that I just wasn't a good fit for them. So, um, it was kind of a struggle and just the right fit wasn't, wasn't coming up. So, um, at that point I decided it was time to reevaluate things and, um, I kind of took a step back and I rewound all the way to that theater version of Nicole. Um, <laughs> and, and I said, there's got to be a job um, related to theater uh, <laughs> where I could take my current skills. You know, it's not necessarily performing, but I can take all these current skills and apply them. I didn't know, but I thought that there's got to be something. So I started to research and um, pretty quickly I came across uh, this group sales manager position at American Music Theater in in Lancaster, and 
I really had no idea what that meant. <laughs> and, um, but I read the qualifications and I was like, yeah, I can do those things. Uh, so, you know, long story short, I applied and I got the job and, wow. uh, decided to, decided to take that leap. And, um, you know, first of all, you know, I talked about reevaluating. Um, I want to say that reevaluating does not mean giving up. Um, you know, you, you can be, <laughs> yeah, you can be on a certain path, um, and not getting anywhere. And sometimes you just need to take that little side, that little side trail or side, side street, um, that's leading you somewhere else. It doesn't, it doesn't mean giving you, giving up by any means. And, um, you know, when I took that leap and, and took this job, it opened me up to this whole world that I didn't know existed. Um, oh. it, it was in the world of tourism. Um, and to me before being in it, I thought that meant like there's some travel agents in the world, you know? <laughs> um, but no matter where you travel and where you go in the world, every destination, every attraction, most restaurants and hotels, they all have people there that are making connections that brought you there. You know what right. I mean? They, right. um, there's somebody there that is, is selling and marketing and, and doing all these things that attract you to that, that destination or that attraction. Mm-hmm. And you never think about all the behind the scenes stuff. And I was just opened up to this, um, amazing world that I didn't know was there. And, uh, it was amazing. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It's so, and that is the that is almost the beauty and um, the fasc- my fascination for beyond college, right? Beyond the tassel. That's mm-hmm. why we named the podcast this way. But there's so much. There are so many, uh, you know, quote unquote, obscure um, job mm-hmm. positions and roles and industries that you never imagined. And you know what? This is what it is tw- in 2020. Think about, you know, 10 <sighs> years from now, how many yeah. other things are going <laughs> to uh, you know, become. And, um, and so it's so great that you talk about that. You were able to discover, not only reevaluate in yourself, um, but also discover something new. Uh, mm-hmm. and now this is part of your career and, and you very much embody that. In fact, I saw on LinkedIn, you call yourself your, a sales ninja. And so- yeah. And, and honestly, if you would have told me like ever in my life leading up to college or anything that I would be a salesperson, I would have told you, you were nuts, like <laughs> just crazy. Yeah. Um, and now it's like my life. I love it. <laughs> so, so describe to us, what is, what does that entail then of uh, being a salesperson in, and in both and how it differs between um, the winery and, and the theater? Yeah. So, um, so first of all, uh, getting to the, the winery, um, uh, about three years ago, I was presented this opportunity to, to, uh, move from the theater to the winery and, um, I wasn't looking for a job at the time. It was, it was a job that found me and it was because of the relationships I built, um, within the industry that I was presented with the job. And, um, so Mount Hope Estate and Winery, um, obviously it's a winery, so we do make, um, wine, beer, cider, and spirits, but, uh, we're a really unique property and we have so many different facets. We have a, a historic mansion on the property where we do interactive dinner theater and we have a, a festival grounds where we do uh, wine festivals and music festivals and a Renaissance festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and we restored a barn on our property where we do weddings and corporate events and things like that. So all these different things, you know, as far as the tourism sales go, um, when I was at the theater, um, I was mostly obviously just selling the shows um, that the theater had to 
um, to groups of people. So in group sales, you know, if you have a group of 15 or more, um, I'm your girl. And uh, so, it was, you know, bus groups and, and things like that and trying to get tour companies to include us in their itineraries and whatnot. Um, in my role at Mount Hope, I have a little bit um, broader scope of what I do. So I, I do that. I sell to, to tour companies and bus groups. Um, I also sell weddings uh, and I sell corporate events. So it's, um, you know, a lot of different things. And again, things that I never really thought I would be a part of. Like I, I never anticipated, um, you know, being part of the wedding industry. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's really crazy. And um, it's just because I was open to opportunities that I've been able to, to grow and expand and really um, just love. It's all about client relationships and building relationships with people. Um, you know, everything that we do at Mount Hope is creating an experience. Um, how fun is that? Like I sell fun, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, crazy. So it's, uh, you know, building relationships with people and, and bringing them that experience is um, super rewarding. Yeah, I was just going to say, it seems like it's so self-fulfilling because you have that um, ability and power to, to, to create that value for uh, guests all over. You know, it could be from yeah. all over the world, right, who are traveling um, and, and seeing either the show or the theater or, yeah. um, or having a great cup of wine and learning about um, wines at the winery. And yeah. so, with that, so with that, I wonder, um, what is something that you would say you almost need um, whether it be a, a personality type or a, um, kind of a, a skill that you kind of need for group sales, but also um, the background training slash homework you have to do to be able to know your product, know your service and be able to sell that. So can you talk about, um, about that um, to us? Sure. Yeah. Um, as far as skills, um, I know you mentioned on my LinkedIn, I call myself the sales ninja and the, the ginger sales ninja because of the red hair, of course. But um, um, one of the things I think is a total um, uh, misconception about salespeople is that you have to be like this major outgoing extrovert kind of person um, because that is not me. Um, I am an introvert through and through. Uh -huh. And, um, it, it's all about building relationships. Okay. Um, people buy from people that they trust. Um, so you have to build that relationship and build that trust before people want to buy for you. People aren't going to have a wedding with you if they don't trust that you're going to take care of all those little details. Mm -hmm. You know, people aren't going to send a bus full of 50 people to you without trusting that you're going to take care of them while they're there. So, mm -hmm. um, Really just customer service and relationship building skills um, is kind of the most valuable piece of it. Um, and as far as homework, it's a lot of um, figure it out as you go. Um, a lot of people in tourism kind of ended up in tourism by accident like, like I did. Uh -huh. And um, you figure it out, you know, um, you learn your product. And, um, you know, one of the, the most fun things for me in my job is, is creating new things. Um, so taking what I see is working and what I see people are responding well to, um, and either making that better, or if they're not responding well to some, something, you know, change it and make a new product, um, or just looking for opportunities. So, you know, right now, uh, we're in the middle of, of this COVID pandemic mm -hmm. and, um, bigger weddings are maybe not necessarily as appealing right now or as possible right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so I recently created a micro wedding package uh, for like 15 to 25 people. 
And it's still on our beautiful property, you know, with a gorgeous ceremony and a really memorable, you know, cocktail reception experience. And it's just, it's just, uh, you know, taking what you see around you and and improving it and making it better. And uh, yeah, you learn as you go and, and you keep growing and keep changing. Yeah, I love that. Um, it almost takes an ease on people who, who like you said, are, I think they need to be a certain type of person to be able to mm-hmm. succeed um, in sales or in any industry. And really, it's it's all about your passion um, for doing something and mm-hmm. growing in, in whatever you want to do. So very, very important and key. And so thank you for, for that advice. So mm-hmm. now I want to shift a little bit to talk about um, leadership. And I know you know, when our, when our pre-call, we had uh, a conversation about how you love your, your, you love your boss and you have a great time. It's a great atmosphere at Mount Hope. So my question is what qualities were, do you think you now look for, um, as for in a boss and a leader? And also what do you try to embody in yourself as a leader? What do you value most, um, to, to then have a good, comfortable and also fulfilling, um, experience at your job and in your career? Sure. Yeah. Um, I am very lucky with where I am right now um, and and our leadership. Um, So I report directly to our owner and he is, I think my favorite thing about him is how forward thinking he is. Okay. Um, So he's, he's, um, you know, just always thinking of what's next. How can we improve this? How can we um, do something new and more? And it, it gives you this, um, feeling of you're never stagnant, you know, um, you're never bored. (laughs) Uh, things are always changing. And, and I love that, um, because I like a little bit of a challenge. Um, you know, I don't want to get bored or complacent and, you know, you don't grow in that place. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's, he's just always thinking of what's next. He puts a lot of money, um, back into the property and, and is just always trying to improve things. So that's really important. Um, he's also super supportive and trusting of his staff. So, um, you know, he hires people because he, he trusts that they're experts in whatever he hired them to do. So, you know, in my case, he, he does not know a lot about group sales. Um, that's why he hired me and, Mm -hmm. and he really genuinely trusts me. Um, and when I go to him with ideas, um, as long as I can tell him the why he says, sure, let's do it. Um, and that's, uh, that's an incredible thing. So it allows me growth and, um, you know, some, it, a lot of accountability as well. I mean, um, you know, being trusted that much, you also have to have to be accountable for, for that role. Um, yeah. but it's exciting. And, um, and then I think just in the most general sense, just in honesty and transparency is, is so important as well. Um, you know, we have a lot of transparency in, um, you know, everything from, from what's happening to uh, financial information to, to all of that. And, uh, and I think that's extremely valuable as well. So um, I certainly learned a lot from him um, from my own leadership skills as well. Um, Just, uh, just that trusting and and supportiveness and uh, just the way that he handles different things. So um, yeah, it's, it's been really valuable. That's awesome. I'm glad that you were able to find that. And I think um, a lot of us students who are just beginning our journey don't think about the importance of having a good boss. You almost don't choose a job, you choose your boss, right? You have to <laughs> be able to look at that and, um, and see within yourself, what do you 
What are you, what are you compatible with? Um, and sometimes that takes, you know, getting the job and also before the interview and seeing that. Um, but yeah, so I was wondering, you know, what, what drives you to be um, that sort of leader and what do you like about your leader? Yeah. So um, I have a couple more questions for you. Sure. What, and I know you mentioned this, but I just want to hear um, any, maybe any almost memories, if you have any, um, about the greatest rewards that you've had um, in your in your career? What, what are the things that maybe stand out to you and, and that makes you wake up in the morning and be like, I'm doing this because I, I you know, I'm passionate about something, so. Yeah, oh my gosh. You know, I'm, I'm super lucky right now in my job. I keep saying that, but um, that list could, I could talk probably an hour about <laughs> that list. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, some of the, the most general sense, the, the relationships that I've built are incredible. Um, again, this whole tourism industry is is about fun. It's about experiences. So the people yeah. that are doing it are are fun people. You know, yeah. um, they're people that enjoy all of those things. So, you know, I go to conferences, and it's almost like a, a big family reunion. Like there's just so many like hugs and so much love being being shared. Um, we all just support each other and and really have fun. Um, and of course, the the smiling faces of of guests is always just uh-huh. such a huge reward you know when you um when you see a, a happy couple at a wedding or a bus group full of people that are laughing on their way out or or whatever like you know you did that um yeah. how can you not how can you not be happy about about that um and then <laughs> one of the the biggest perks um for me has been um getting to travel a little bit so i go to a lot of um you know conferences and things like that and because it's in the tourism industry, um, whatever city is hosting whatever event you're going to really wants to impress everyone um, because they want that return business from from all those tour companies and things like that. So um, sometimes I have to pinch myself and and say like this is my this is my job. Um, like my very first uh, event that I got to go to when I started working in tourism was in Texas. And, um, we had an event on the Dallas Cowboys football fields, like on the field, we had like, you know, cocktail hour and Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys was there and spoke to us and was like like, taking pictures of people. Like, I was like, what, what world am I in right now? Like, is this real life? And, um, you know, we've had, um, I've had an event on, um, millionaires row at Churchill Downs where they do the Kentucky Derby. Uh, we had a private concert at the Grand Old Opry in Nashville with Alison Krauss oh. and Darius Rucker. Like just these crazy oh. things that somehow I have to say, like, I'm getting paid to to do this right now. Like this is surreal. Um, I mean, it's certainly it's certainly a work hard to play hard industry. Like I I, I put the work in to do that, but um, but there's a lot of really cool perks for sure. <laughs> so that's amazing, incredible. And Nicole, did you have that moment of I knew I would have figured it out eventually? But something you used to tell yourself back in college. Do you have that sometimes where you're like, I knew it this whole time. Like it was uh, happened. It almost like you know, your peak of, um, of your successes and all of that, that is so incredible to hear. Um, And so, like I said, anyone listening to this podcast, you, if you open yourself beyond your limits of goals, Mm -hmm. you will find something that you really did not expect, um, in your future. And so, you know, Nicole is a, is a exhibit A and the prime example of that. So, oh my gosh, Nicole. So 
with that, what is one thing then, this is our signature question, what is one thing, one piece of advice or one, um, anything that you would tell a student of ours who is maybe indecisive of what they want to do in the future, they don't see any, um, they don't see direction or maybe they're just, they don't know how to evaluate their, their, their passion. So one thing that you would say to those people, even also our undeclared majors, um, <laughs> that that might help them, um, you know, stay motivated and, and continue um, their journey in peace almost <laughs> in, their, in their college, <laughs> to enjoy college as it yeah. is. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's kind of, it's kind of a two part piece of advice. And one is just um, be in the moment, celebrate the moment and be okay with wherever you are. Mm -hmm. Um, Because no matter what your situation is, there's always a something you can celebrate Mm -hmm. and be something you're learning. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in every step of my journey, whether I was super confused or super happy, like I am right now, um, you're learning something and you're growing. So you know, find something in that moment to just, to just celebrate and, and value. And the second part is just be open to opportunities. Um, you never know what's around the corner. And that goes for both people that, that are kind of having that stuck and unsure feeling mm-hmm. and also people that are totally happy because mm-hmm. just because you think like, this is it, I've made it. Like I've got, I've, I'm set. Um, you don't know what that next door holds. Um, and just always be open to to uh, to what's out there because you never know what you're going to find. Oh my gosh, absolutely! That is such a powerful advice. And I'll tell you, just from from a, uh, from my perspective as a young adult who also has no idea where the future will take her, um, it's being in the moment. In fact, you know, being part of the podcast, right, and being a host. Gosh, do I get nervous, right? And and listening to myself, am I saying the right things? Is um, am I speaking well enough? Am I communicating the message well enough? And so I I am hoping that you know, like five years from now, I'm going to be able to look back at this creation and and be happy that it happened because as as we're doing this, as we're recording, I'm learning not only from you but also how to be a good, have a good conversation with people, um, which in the greater scheme of things is helping um, our students to hear um, your stories and almost having that speaker on demand, right? But, um, but oh God, that, that holds true to me and that, that just spoke to me um, to celebrate that we are all in our journey as young adults and, and the future is, is um, it'll be, you know, beyond our, our beliefs. So Nicole, thank you uh, for being here. It is a pleasure. Hoping that we can visit Mount Hope, all of us at the sales yeah. <laughs> and have a nice celebration, maybe a graduation <laughs> ceremony there for class of 2021. But anyways, it's been, it's been great talking to you. And if there is a, if there is a place where we can find you, or maybe we can contact you for people who are interested in knowing more about you, um, how can we find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm happy to chat with anyone, whether you're interested in tourism, theater, accounting, or education. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> anyone who just wants to say, hey, I'm happy to hear from you. Um, LinkedIn is a great place to reach me. Okay, thank you. That's Nicole Sutton, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on next week's episode of Beyond the Tassel.